Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, Big 12 hoops from the third coast as Grant McCaslin and the Red Raiders hit the road. We'll talk about a cornered dog, maybe the toughest test of the season, and how Tech will stand up to it next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to be with you again on Locked On at Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, always free and available on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, and these days every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs is helping you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free today at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply with the only chris level i'm casey cowan chris great to be with you for this game day edition of locked on texas tech this one had some interest around it coming into the season for a variety of reasons regardless of what the present circumstances were going to be it's tech and the cougars of houston old time matchup from the southwest conference have seen them a few times here or there in some different settings since then but you and i talked about this off of the air before we got started don't remember a trip down to a Houston site to take on the Cougars since 2001, 2002. You've had some neutrals here or there as well, again, in a more recent era. Was looking forward to this one coming into the year anyway. Obviously, the program has been rolling for Kelvin Sampson down south. and curious to see what they were going to make of a go-round in the Big 12 Conference. Well, things have gotten even a little bit more interesting as we get closer to tip-off because of some of the developments here recently. Tech getting off to a great start in the Big 12 Conference. Houston trying to avoid a third consecutive loss. So what's going to give here tonight? Only time will tell. But man, looking forward to this one in what I suppose is the biggest test yet uh, for Texas Tech here in league play. Yeah, and, and you know, and Cowan, you could make the argument that on paper, this is the toughest game you'll play all season. I mean, you don't you don't go to Lawrence. Um, you know, I think obviously playing in Waco will be tough, but you know, and, and, and so will Norman and Fort Worth and on and on. But I mean, I, I think this on paper may be the toughest game you have all season. And here it is staring you in the face, uh, tonight at eight o'clock central time. Uh, I think, uh, <clears throat> you know, and, and, and Houston is their number one in the net, as we have talked about on this show. But it's not a – this isn't a scary, like, overwhelming, like, oh, God, this this may be – you know, I, I, I think you're going to – you know, what, what I've seen is you're, you're somewhere between, like, a seven to eight-and-a-half point underdog, uh, you know, and, and, and something along those lines. I, I, I certainly get that. But Houston is number one in the net because they're four and two in, in their quad one games. They've played six. In contrast, you've only played three. You're you're one and two in quad one games. Your your win over Texas and your losses to to Butler and Villanova, but Houston, you know, let's see, Utah, Dayton, Xavier, and here's a familiar one, A and M. So you kind of have a you theirs counted, yours doesn't, but you've both got to win over Texas A and M, and then and then Houston's last two games, the the games in in Ames and Fort Worth are. Are there two quad one losses? 
but this is part of why they're factored in, uh, you know, is, is the top, you know, team in the net rankings because they've, they've played a, a bit of a more loaded non-conference schedule than you did, and they won their, their matchups. You know, had you beaten Villanova and Butler, we may be talking uh, about you quite a bit differently. But th- this is just like tonight, man, I expect you to have to roll your sleeves up and be in a fight uh, because Kel- Kelvin Sampson's teams, this is maybe the best defensive team you will see all year. Um, or, or certainly in that conversation, I mean, they hold teams to like, you know, in, in the, in the just over 30 field goal percentage range. I mean, like, uh, you know, they, they turn teams over about 18 times a game on average. They, they hold teams to about five made threes a game on average, you know, TCU made eight of them, you know, on this past weekend, which is a big reason why they won. But this is just going to be one of those you, you bet you better embrace like the physicality, the fight, the playing through contact, all, all those things because this is kind of who 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 Houston is, and Jamal Shed uh, is a guy that is a really good point guard for for these guys. Uh, you'll see that tonight. So you'll have you know two point guards going at it that are that are both really good and older for their teams. And then LJ Cryer uh, is their leading scorer for the Cougs, but he's somebody that you're very familiar with from his time in Waco, and and he's a Baylor transfer, but he's their leading scorer, and he's he's going to try to shoot it as much as Pop Isaacs is going to try to shoot it. Uh, what has been interesting about Shed and Cryer is that in Big Twelve games they just haven't they haven't shot it well at all, um, especially from deep, and that's kind of been a part of. Houston's, you know, one and two uh, league start. And then there's a familiar face uh, over there as well named Malik Wilson, who was on your team two years ago. Uh, went to the Sweet 16 with you uh, and, and all those things under Mark Adams. And and that that Sweet 16 year, he was a backup reserve guard. Well, you know, I think Mark and staff felt like he wasn't good enough to start or wasn't good. I don't know. And so they kind of – I don't know, encouraged him to maybe go elsewhere uh, prior to last season. And Kelvin Sampson was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take this freak athlete that's a really, really good defender. And he can play some – he's playing about 12, 13 minutes a, a game for those guys. Uh, and so you'll see him tonight. Um, the average is, you know, th- two or three points, a couple of rebounds, but play some reserve minutes off the bench uh, at the guard spot. So – Gonna be interesting uh, t- tonight at the Fertitta Center for sure. A building that I have uh, not been in before. We hope it's gonna be interesting because <laughs> as we get to the corner dog impact uh, of this matchup in just a moment, uh, it may be a bit of a shock to the system if it's not interesting because certainly Houston is good enough uh, to really separate themselves from a lot of teams in the country. We'll see if they're good enough to do that against Texas Tech on this particular day, but. You know, back to what you were saying just a moment ago, talking about playing through the contact and kind of embracing the challenge of getting to the rim. I was sitting here thinking, man, I wish we had a guy like Joe Toussaint. And then I thought, wait, we have a guy like Joe Toussaint. I mean, that's kind of what you're describing, right? Just that tenacity and, and relentlessness uh, in, in trying to continue to attack the rim, no matter how hard it is. And I'll tell you what, that was kind of the, uh, I guess, dress rehearsal and in, in sort of a way against K-State uh, the other night. Long, physical, disruptive. Uh, defensively and the bucket that eventually got you the win 
uh, included, I think, all of what you're describing right there. So we're going to need a lot more of that, it sounds like. I, I have said this a lot about Joe Toussaint uh, in that these are the kind of game. I don't know what you'll you'll get from him or your team tonight. I, I I'm expecting Houston to really be very, very motivated. Okay, I don't yeah. know if they'll play their best or shoot it well, but they'll be very motivated, and it's very difficult to play a very talented team that's very motivated too. You know, uh, and at home. Uh, but Joe Toussaint is. I mean, these are the kind of games that you, while you have a guy like that, um, he's been in this league. Um, although none of these kids have ever played at the university of Houston before it, it's, it's, you know, road league games are very difficult environments and Joe Toussaint having been through it, being tough, not backing down, keeping people calm, all those kinds of things is why you have him on this team uh, and why you needed him on this team. And, and, you know, let, let him lead you, you know, kind of thing. Um, and, and he, he won't shy away. He won't, he's not going to be intimidated and he's not, you know, I mean, his toughness is, is a, a component that tonight you will definitely, definitely need. I'm thinking also when we get back to the motivation, or as you see on the screen, facing a corner dog team coming off of a couple <laughs> of losses, you know, it's bad enough when that's the case and they're just ultra talented, but, compounds the challenge for Texas Tech or the opposition when you're also talking about a seasoned on top of seasoned head coach, right? I mean, you would think that those guys who have been in that kind of thing before certainly have a recipe uh, for getting their team's attention. And we said the same thing going into, you know, the game against Texas Christian. Boy, I bet he's got their attention. A lot of credit to Texas Christian, and they were on the road uh, to make it more challenging for them. But uh, if you ain't got it by now, I don't know if you do get it. You're back on your home floor, still ultra-talented, and you got a guy that's just about seen it all in college basketball as a head coach. First, today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And if you've got a small business looking to hire new employees, you're hoping for the biggest pool of top-tier candidates possible. And that's exactly why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has all the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free, all on one easy-to-use and secure platform. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They've got a far-reaching network of more than a billion professionals and hiring the best becomes easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within only 24 hours. With all the hats you wear as a business owner, the time or resources to hire quality candidates can be hard to come by, but LinkedIn carries the load for you with the quick, easy, and intuitive process. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free today with LinkedIn jobs. Terms and conditions apply. I I would think that most people are going to say that Bill Self is the best coach in the Big 12, but, you know, for my money, I mean, I I may say Kelvin Sampson is just because I think he's done – more with less. Um, they clearly have an identity. You know, he doesn't have McDonald's All-American or first-round draft picks rolling through his program. Um, you know, they've used the portal uh, some, but, I mean, they will guard you for 40 minutes. Uh, and, you know, it's – it's uh, they guard the perimeter. Um, they they try to – again, they turn you over. And, 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 and again, it's just – it's a mindset. And – 
Uh, I think uh, there, there's a lot of mutual respect in this league for a guy like Kelvin Sampson and, and whoever was coaching against him. I know uh, Grant McCaslin would, would say the same, uh, that, that he respects uh, Kelvin Sampson quite a bit. But, I mean, he's maybe, you know, I don't know, a top five coach in the game right now. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it you know, when Shevsky retired and, you know, Bayheim is out, I mean, there's some people that have kind of, stepped away i mean with with who's left i mean he's he's really good at what he does uh but again even even that hasn't been able to overcome how good other teams are especially in this conference uh and you know i i think uh, he'll have his guys ready and um you know i just th- that's what that's what worries me is they guard the perimeter so well and i think that's what you know, my, my, one one of my like things for tonight to watch is that you'll get some you'll get some looks from three. You know, I don't know how many clean looks you'll get, but when you do get them, you better take advantage because you're not going to get many. Uh, and and then how do you how do you score otherwise when that is kind of you know can you can you get to the rim and get get to the foul line on the road? I mean, you know, I mean, what's the what's the the alternate path to victory if, if they, they just basically say man hey we want you to put it on the floor and drive it we're not letting you shoot these perimeter shots we know how well you shoot it uh you know i mean that that's kind of the game within the game of something you watch but i mean houston does a phenomenal job defensively and they play really hard and they're going to be very physical and i expect more you kind of hope tonight that it's called very tight uh, I think that would benefit you if so, but I don't know if I would plan on that because that's not the way it was Saturday. We'll get back to Kelvin Sampson coming up in just a moment, talking about life on the road in the Big 12 Conference, unkind to his team so far this year, but maybe some thoughts that could be applicable for Texas Tech now as they embark upon uh, three of the next four away from the LBK, four of the next six overall away from United Supermarkets Arena. But uh, before we leave the Cougars, yeah, man, trying to figure out what the identity of the team is necessarily when you're good at like a lot of things. Do you remain to be good at a lot of things throughout the year? Is there something that slows down a little and you lean on this? Well, you would think, yeah, you're leaning defensively. Some of these opposition point totals are just eye-popping from earlier in the season. 31, 50, 48, 49, 66, 55, 44, 60, 39. The Rice Owls scored 39 points, and I believe this was in a 40-minute basketball game. They did play two halves, 39. I mean, it's just crazy. So you're talking about that defensive identity has been a sight to behold and have continued mostly to defend in the Big 12 Conference, Chris. 57, they allowed to Iowa State. 68 is what Texas Christian puts up to get the win over them last time. But I'm wondering, have we seen you know some chink in the armor as far as the offense? You only score 53 in Ames. Not saying it's easy to do more, but when you're a top five, top three kind of team, 53 there, they only score 67 against Texas Christian. If something has to give on one end of the floor or the other, have we seen anything to suggest that maybe the offense was a little overinflated as far as non-conference results, or is it more just, I guess, Cyclone or Horn Frog credit? Well, you know, and, and I, I haven't watched uh, all of these games. I've, see, I've seen some of them, but it's not like I'm sitting here studying tape and shot breakdowns and all those things. I just know that Shed and Cryer have not been very good from deep in league games. Uh, I think one of them shooting 17%, the other one shooting below 30%. 
uh, th- that those are the two guys that have you know carry the bulk of the weight from a scoring standpoint, and those are your two better shooters, and they just haven't produced. Uh, and and I think there's a direct correlation into you not as we just saw with your own team this past weekend when shots aren't falling again, what's the, okay. How, okay. What do we do now? All right. Plan B gentlemen. What, what, what are we doing? And, and so that, that's part of it. I, I don't think this isn't some, you don't have to like roll in here and play perfect tonight. I mean, don't, don't let's not make too much of this. Uh, Houston definitely deserves a tremendous amount of respect for what they have done this year and what they've done really in recent years uh, with yeah. with deep NCAA tournament runs, with, you know, Coach Sampson has really turned this thing around. And, you know, but it, it's – it's they're not going to necessarily overwhelm you unless, unless you know, where, where Houston scores and where they hammer teams is on the glass, okay, with, with – because, I mean, some will tell you – that their best offense is just getting the ball up on the rim and they send all five dudes to the rim. And it's kind of a mindset. Like you, you, you are, you know, put on a helmet and, and let's go get it gentlemen. Um, I mean, that's, you know, um, and, and, and then, then they turn because how aggressive they are in defense, they turn teams over. Like, what did I tell you earlier about 17 times on average per game. And that's how they score. They turn them over and then they, it's runouts. Um, and, and, you know, and, and what happens is so like Grant is my guess would be like Kansas state, you know, that game, you know, Grant's going to want to see his team run whenever they can, because you don't want to go against their set defense. Like when you don't have to go against their set defense. So if you get a rebound, you're going to see him be very animated on the sideline going go, you know, and like, see if we can't. And sometimes that can lead to a mistake, you know, if you try to get sure. sped up. I think where, where Joe and Pop have been really good in recent games is that they realize, okay, nothing's here. We're just going to have to go against their set defense. You know, we're going to pull it back out. We're not going to force anything. Again, game within the game type stuff. But I think the numbers show you they turn teams over 17 times. They don't turn it over but nine times on average. That's a plus eight. And then they outscore teams on the points off of turnovers category 20 to 6 on average. So that that's kind of if you want to start looking at stuff and, and you're watching the game and you like you, you look at points off of turnovers, you look at rebounds or offensive rebounds or second chance points. That's kind of where Houston really, really excels. That's our identity, you know. Um, and you can also look at your own field goal percentage or how many threes that you've made, because they they really limit those two. So anyway, if you start looking at numbers and how they're built or what they really want to do and do well, that's kind of so. Again, you can't turn it over, uh, and then if you do, don't let them score on it. You know, if if, if you can help it, and then you just got to man up. You got to embrace this fight, this fist fight. What I expect it to be on the glass. Sounds a little bit like an unstoppable force, a movable object type of matchup, just in that turnover <laughs> column because of what Houston's done defensively, but how good and clean. Uh, Texas Tech mostly has mm-hmm. been this season and certainly has turned into a bit more than just a flash in the pan, but more of a characteristic. And hell, I'm sorry, Rice. I don't know why I'm picking on the Owls. Texas State only freaking scored 37. I mean, that's like a little dribbler's girls basketball number on a slow night. What are we doing? Shut the program down if you can't top 40. As for the home success or the road success, and this ties into Texas Tech. Obviously, this is tied into Houston. We're about to find out what the Red Raiders are made of on the road, although you did begin conference play 
in a hostile environment uh, against the University of Texas with a big win on the road. But yeah, to start off the league experience for the Cougars, what was it? 34 points worth of margin over West Virginia, 89 to 55 the last time they were in Houston. And then to go the wrong way away from their home court. Back on it tonight and was interested to hear some thoughts from Houston's head coach, Kelvin Sampson, on life on the road in the Big 12 Conference. Here's Coach Sampson. First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. And football is close to wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place only a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. So many ways to spice up the action with FanDuel's safe, secure, and easy-to-use app. Are you really even parlaying if you're not visiting FanDuel's Parlay Hub? I doubt it. So get the fanduel.com slash locked on today. And if you're a new customer, take advantage of $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place only a $5 bet with FanDuel at fanduel.com slash locked on, official partner of the NFL. Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. And I hope this podcast is a great escape from the nutso realities of life. But just because it is an escape doesn't mean those realities have gone away. And one of the latest pieces of wildness I've heard, according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right in the middle of flu season. Can you imagine how helpless you'd feel if your spouse or kids were sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the medication they needed? You don't have to because of the peace of mind you're going to get with Jace Medical and the Jace Case. The Jace Case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including respiratory infections, sinus issues, dermatological infections, and many more. These things can affect anybody, so be one of those antibodies that goes to jacemedical.com right now to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. And remember to use our promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. At jacemedical.com, you're going to complete a physician assessment that will then be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. Never been more important to be prepared, so take the quick step to do so for your family and go to jacemedical.com and use our promo code Locked On for 20 bucks off your purchase with Jace Medical. Here's Coach Sampson. Live on the road, you get you get nine of these chances, and uh, you know uh, we're up one on the road at Iowa State, tough place to play. Th- three minutes ago, it's a tie score. Thirty seconds ago, uh, today we're up five or six, up three, up two. Get the ball. Just um, some of it's. Just got to make the right play at the right time. Sometimes it's not overly complicated. He was asked about, um, you know, in, in other parts of that post game in Fort Worth, he was asked about some of the officiating and he, he, he just wasn't going to get into those conversations, but yeah. you know, he, he just, he wasn't going to engage there. They've been told, uh, I think the coaches have been really discouraged from speaking about that. Officiating is very difficult at this level. It's far from perfect, but it's like when the, when the buzzer sounds, like what are you going to do? But um, to to his point, they were in both of these games, and yeah. Fort Worth is not a tough place to play. It's not an intimidating place to play. There's maybe six or seven thousand people there. It, it may be foreign to you, but it's not a tough place to play. Ames that can be an intimidating place to play. That's that's much like uh, Lubbock, Texas's arena when it's full, and it is almost always full as Hilton Coliseum. But it just shows you how you know the, the the toughness of this night in and night out. And 
you know, I think uh, Iowa State and TCU are two of those teams, much like Texas Tech, kind of trying to earn some respect and kind of trying to earn, earn enough street cred to be talked about as a, as a league title contender. But yeah, so so tonight, you know, that's the frustrating thing about basketball at times is that you could play you could play great for 38 minutes, but if you, I mean, how do you think Kansas State felt the other night? I mean, you know, like they 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 had a 20-0 run. They're up eight with three minutes to go, and they just can't hit a bucket at the very end. And it's like we largely outplayed these guys, and yet we don't have the result to sh- you know to show for it. And Texas Tech's like, oh man, they may have outplayed us, but we we fought hard and we made the right plays at the end of the game. Um, so you know, and, and honestly. You, you hope that you are in a position to take advantage of some decision-making at the end of the game uh, tonight. Give yourself a chance. Um, I think, as you've pointed out, Houston has made it so lopsided in some of their games. And again, you're different than, than some of the non-conference teams uh, that, that they have played. But still, they have run some teams off the floor, again, because yeah. they turned it over and they let them get run outs, and then before you know, and then they can't score on the other end. What what is the recipe there? So, uh, but yeah, a lot, you're, you're not don't expect many calls. Um, if you only attempt eight free throws tonight, and Houston, you know, attempts about eighteen to twenty, that's that's kind of how it was in it t- toward you this past weekend. That's kind of what you. That's why I say if you get some open looks, you better knock them down because you may not get many and you you've got to take advantage of some opportunities when you are there and when you do get to the free throw line you got to take advantage there uh especially the front end of one on one stuff like that but yeah i coach sampson's got a great perspective on what this league is he knows and he 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 said it in that post game this team's going to win plenty of games you know but they've been in uh, in a couple of rough ones and you you try to steal them if you can on the road and you try to hold serve at home and that's kind of the recipe which everybody knows and so that's why i think you expect a very motivated houston team tonight because they think about it they can't drop to one and three and have these hopes of of winning you know winning the league you know and if you're texas tech you have to understand that and withstand kind of the initial barrage that you may get tonight i know you haven't uh been in this iteration of this building or maybe in the building in general formerly the hoffheins pavilion but now since the renovation back in i think 17 or 18 around 7100 listed capacity i don't know how hostile that be it is the city of syrup so if they're on that lean they may be snoozing by the final 20 or in cardiac arrest i don't know which one hopefully just a quick nap but curious to find out what the environment's going to be like and maybe leaning on some of that veteran presence that we've already mentioned on today's show from a tech perspective to get you through some of that hostility i know not too long ago you mentioned some different guys like this guy's going to be the most important Red Raider in this game, or Darian Williams was a mention once upon a time. He's going to be the most important Red Raider. We may have already mentioned the guy, if you had a choice on this show that would fit that bill, but does anybody come to mind as far as one guy that has really got to make it go tonight for them to have a chance? Yeah, I mean, I'd have a hard time suggesting anybody other than Joe, um, you know, and this is sold out tonight, I believe. I think they're selling some standing room only tickets. Uh, there's tickets on the secondary market that are going for like six or seven hundred bucks. Um, you know, like again, people selling them, trying to take advantage. But they, yeah, they're selling some standing room only stuff. Those those may have been sold out already too, but they were uh, as recently as a day ago. Um, but 
Hey, look, I mean, it's not like you're rolling into Fog Allen. You know, this isn't Hilton Coliseum. Uh, Joe Toussaint's played in Lubbock, Texas a year ago whenever you were still in the mix, and I think it was pretty full that night, and he he put up 22 off the bench yes, he did. Uh, against the Red Raiders, <laughs> you know, about a year ago. So, you know, th- th- this is not about the environment as much as it is uh, the opponent. Um, that's what, you know – and, and their style, their physicality, some of the things that we've talked about, and their their you know just their motivation. So yeah. you, you've got to you've got to match it, and you know it's one of those things where you Grant, I'm sure, will tell his team till he's blue in the face. But until you get out there and see it, you just you know you're not real sure what you're going to get here. I'm going to throw one at you. I don't know if you can do it without some Chance McMillan impact because we've talked so much about knocking some of these down from beyond the arc. Would love to have a Kerwin Walton mentioned as well, but I, I don't know. For some reason, I'm even leaning a little bit more towards McMillan as far as some of those sharpshooters and the ability uh, to really give you a dynamic play. And and you know what? Those kind of plays also steal a little momentum away from the crowd uh, if there's some of that going on. But six or 700, good. It's so taxing always being everybody's Super Bowl. Give us a <laughs> break for one night. Chris, enjoy the trip. Enjoy the call, my man. Bring us back something interesting. If not a win, <laughs> would take a gutsy showing as well because i tell you what, there's a lot to earn here either way. The only thing we don't want to see is those doors blown off, right? Because we think we've built up a little stock in what we're believing this team can be. And, you know, there ain't no shame in a loss here or there, but uh, getting run out of a building, you're going to feel a little bit differently about. But uh, the biggest test yet, man, can't wait to see how they uh, stand up to it. Yeah, and again, maybe the toughest test. Uh, and maybe yeah. one of the toughest tests you face, uh, if not the, uh, all, all season long. Uh, and But it's a quick turnaround, so we'll talk to you tomorrow morning again. And appreciate everybody listening. And then you get ready for a fascinating opponent in BYU that is shot more threes than anybody in the country by far. They heave them up and they believe in volume. Like <laughs> three counts more than two, right? right. Well, let's shoot a bunch of those. Let's shoot a bunch of the threes as long as we make some of them. And that's kind of, that's good. Yeah. I can't, yeah. It'd be interesting to see what we get there, but that regardless of what you get tonight, that is a monster game at home because, again, like for Houston tonight, you gotta win your home games. So, yeah. but uh, we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow and kind of break it all down from the Fertitta Center uh, tonight. So we'll see kind of what we get. They never heard of Pips in Utah. Forget the spider <laughs> dribble. It's all about chucking, baby, and then chucking again. All right, looking forward to this one, man. Appreciate the time as always. Make sure you guys are subscribed out there so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the ball game tonight. We're back to digest it tomorrow for better or worse. For Chris, I'm Casey. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you back for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.